welcome to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for um, joining. You don't, you don't know us. And we don't know you. <laughs> we don't know you. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we're best friends we're best. who love friends. That's right. And we we have been best friends since we were about 12. Yes, that's correct. And we are about to turn 32. Yeah. So do your math. So it's 20 years. For all those math whizzes in the house, 20 years. 20 years. We should do something. We should have an anniversary. We should have an anniversary. We had an Anna Vegasry last year. Oh, we did have an Anna anniversary last year. We did. We just missed we the opportunity to, to make it a friend thing. We did, but it was more important that we went last year because we saw the Backstreet Boys. That's right. And who knows? And that's not know, guaranteed this year. No, I mean, you know, knock on wood and only wishing good health and hope to all of them. But yes, we thought, look, we love them. They defined our youth just well, actually, I was going to say just as much as friends did, but uh, now is probably a good time to tell everybody out there. We actually didn't watch Friends when it was airing. We were That's so true. late to the party. Yeah. I saw an episode here and there, but I wasn't one of those people home on Thursday nights watching Friends, and neither were you. I'm pretty sure I wasn't allowed to because I had a very strict mom, so – Still do. That's Still probably do. <laughs> that's probably true. I know my mom watched Friends, yeah. but I don't remember really. You know, I might have watched it with her a little bit, but it wasn't something I did often. Right. But when we were sophomores in college, our roommate had the ten season box set of Friends, yeah. and the eight of us just sat around and watched it. Basically, any free time we had when we were just hanging out in the yeah. room in the apartment. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Lauren. Thanks for that, Lauren. Shout out to Lauren. So she was a she great was. roommate. She's lovely. So, so yeah. So thus began the lifelong love affair with friends. It really, you know, formed. It was the backdrop to our college life, basically. And then just going forward, it's been like the security blanket. Like anytime any of the eight of us um, that are still friends from our college days, anytime we get together. Um, all across the United States slash the world. Um, we always, you know, the first night is always eating Oreos and watching Friends. That is how we, that's, that's right. how we get back on the same page. So it's a beautiful tradition. And I'd also like to say not just any Oreos, they well, are double stuff, stuffed. Because why would you go single stuff? Are there any other? Why, why would you go single stuff when double stuff are in the world? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so we wanted to start this podcast because we love Friends and we love each other. And we currently live on opposite sides of the world. Very opposite. And so this is a fun way for us to get to spend a little extra time together and hopefully spend some extra time with you, our new friends. We can only assume you love friends as well because, I mean, if you don't, like you'll probably still get something out of this, but it'll just mean a lot more if you want, if you like friends, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, Ashley lives in New Zealand. And I live in yeah, Nashville, like we said, which are very, very far away. This, none of this like, oh, across the country, like we're talking time zones. We're talking international dateline. Hemispheres. Ah, hemispheres. Everything's different all the time. So it's yeah. cool that we're making it work because it's 2018 and we've got technology on our side for now. So we've got to kick yep. it off with the pilot. Everybody's seen the pilot, I'm assuming. If you haven't, push pause. Go watch the pilot available on Netflix, YouTube, probably 
local reruns in New Zealand. It's available on TVNZ. So not on New Zealand Netflix. But it's on American Netflix, which probably you all, have, yeah. most of you probably are. Um, but yeah, so basically the pilot starts off. The alternate title of the pilot is the one which where Monica is weird gets and a new roommate. Of it is that. So it's the pilot, but I get it because weird. they're all the one no. with the one where the one. So sure, the one where Monica gets a new roommate. Yeah, that's true. I guess that makes sense. I didn't really think about why they would have given it an alternate episode name, but it makes sense that it has the one with the, yeah. You kind of meet these people. We got Rachel and Phoebe. We don't have Rachel. We've well, got actually, Monica. Rachel's not there yet. We don't have Rachel yet. We've got Monica, Phoebe, Chandler, and Joey, and they're all just kind of like- Joey with the good hair. hair. I'm talking. <laughs> Joey, Joey with, with the good hair. hair but and okay. They're kind of just like chit-chatting about life, and- I feel like you get a good sense of who Chandler is. He's kind of like giving the sarcastic comments. And then, I don't know, Monica's kind of whatever in the the first episode, I think. Like, they make her seem, like, cute and sweet, but, like, has bad times dating, which is every single 20-something ever. And then you've got – you don't really learn a lot about Joey. He makes, like, five comments – yeah, he's he's this like Fonz type figure kind of. But like what's interesting is that Joey from the get-go was always supposed to be a main character whereas I'm pretty sure Chandler and Phoebe were just I know Phoebe, it was Chandler, right? Phoebe and Chandler were just supposed to be like the sometimes like comedic relief side characters like and Joey was one of the Joey was one of the main four, but yeah, I mean it's the pilot. It's not really about him right now. He's not too much into it. Yeah, and then we've got like weirdo Phoebe. Yeah, just just being extra weird. And I'm glad they toned that down over time. And then we meet Ross with his super sad high, which Hi. you do a lot better than I do. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, we've got Mel- like Eeyore drama Ross. It's really yes, he's totally Eeyore. It's endearing. It is endearing. We find out that he has just started the process of getting divorced from his wife Carol, who, who is recently found rich. out that she is a lesbian. Yep, that's it. So, and you know, he's really sad. And then in walks Rachel in a wedding dress. After Ross says he just wishes he was married again. And it's kind of like, okay, well, who is this girl? Turns out she's Monica's best friend from high school. And she meets everybody. And she ran out of her wedding because she realized she didn't love her husband. Right. And, yeah, so that just kind of kicks us off. So that's what what we're walking into. And so in Mm -hmm. true pilot fashion – you know, they have to introduce all the characters and they have to give you a bit of backstory. So they've, you know, we've joined in media, in media res, I believe is the literature <laughs> term to say that we come in in the middle of the story. And so we come in kind of with Rachel, right? Like we're getting to know everybody mm-hmm. alongside of her. So it's like, that's what they chose to use to introduce everybody, which is quite cool. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. So we so we follow along with meeting, you know, they went to high school together. She's the only uh, Monica's the only person that Rachel knows that is nearby. You can assume she was having her wedding what at the plaza or something. Um sounds about right. And so she what looked up her last known address 
apparently in her address book because it was 1994 and that's i guess what they were using and the super the phone book? oh yeah okay okay no that makes sense <laughs> yeah okay the phone book but do you what do you how did that work if you were a renter you i don't know you have to change it every year oh well, i guess if it was well, her grandma's house that's very confusing yeah how did the 90s work I don't know how the 90s work. I don't know how phone books really worked other than looking stuff up in them. Right. Look, and then let me preface again by saying, I know we sound like dumb millennials. We were born in the 80s, like middle 80s. And so we lived through the 90s, but we were just like young and carefree. So I just remember using phone books to like, I don't know, sit on to be taller at the dinner table or like look up a dentist and stuff. I I yeah, I remember looking up businesses, yeah. but I we never had to list ourselves in the phone book. I'm pretty sure they were obsolete by the time we were of listing age. Yeah, I think so. So, I so don't that's know. interesting. So anyway, somehow she finds her. I I feel like we could poke a lot of holes in <laughs> into a lot of things, and that's not what we're here to do. We're not like we're not here to poke holes in every single storyline. But uh, Ashley and I kind of had a Rachel Monica thing. Oh my gosh! Yes, we did. Each other. After a we long did have time, a Rachel Monica thing. Not having to do with nobody ran out not, on a wedding. Not the two of us. That'll come later. More not stories later for you guys. But that's right. That's the thing. So we, so Renee and I said that we've been best friends since we were tw- twelve, and that's true. Um, however, we actually met way before that when we were six or seven, first grade. First grade. Ashley moved to Florida from California. And she got put in my first grade class for six yeah, months. That's right. And so I, my family moved, we left California on Christmas day and we um, wound up in Florida on New Year's day. And so for the second half of the school year, I was in Renee's first grade class and we would have probably never, well, we, we did know that um, because on the first day of sixth grade, I walked in to math class first period and saw Renee and we somehow, you know, sat down next to each other and we're like, hang on, you look really familiar. Um, it was probably you, Renee, because you've got the photographic memory uh, for names and dates and all of that. Yeah, but I'm still I'm still really shocked that we were able to put that together because it had been five years and we were really young. I mean, I don't remember anything from first grade, really. No, but I guess it's like, oh, where would I have known you from? Well, I went to this school. And then you were probably like, I went to – I mean, it, it, mm, our only true. professional lives before middle true. school. True. We were like, school. I went to this one school. And you were like, I went there for, for five half minutes. a year. Yeah, exactly. And so you're probably like, oh, well, that must have been it. You know, so that must have been – it. Was pro- we didn't have a lot of life experience to narrow down at the, at the time. That's true. But so Renee and I were like, oh, that's cool. Funny that we are here. And then day two of sixth grade, boom, I get a complete schedule change. Don't see Renee, like not even in the hallways for the rest of the year. No. And so that that was like we'd remet for a minute and then that was it. And then, which is also Rachel and Monica in the one that could have been. Or a flashback. I can't remember if it's a flashback or if it's one. Look, we'll. we'll it's the one that could have been. Where she's like, I'll never see that girl again. Oh, no, that's a flashback. flashback. You're right. And so she. Yeah. So Rachel and Monica see each other, and Rachel's living her like high society Manhattan socialite life runs into Monica and is like, I'm never going to. Or And Monica says, like, I'm never going to see that woman again. So we weren't, you know, rude about it, but. 
um, no shade being thrown, but we weren't worried about it. So we saw each other. And then the next day it was like, okay, you know, got more important things like how do I do sixth grade? You know, like where's my locker (laughs) and what's my next class and why is my clarinet so heavy and that kind of stuff. So, you know, just the really, the, the hard hitting questions. But then in seventh grade, I walk into first period class again. It's time it was drama, see Renee. And that was, that sealed the fate. That was it. Yeah. I mean, the rest is history at that point. We've literally been best friends ever since. And then funny enough, so we knew that we had known each other from first grade, but we thought like, okay, well that was just like a distant memory until Renee's mom found a picture. Picture of Ashley giving me a Barbie as a birthday present at my first grade skating rink birthday party roller skating birthday party don't be jealous it's like we were living the 90s in all of their glory there were barbies there were roller skating birthday parties there were Mm -hmm. cool like there's a lot of neon neon one zip like zip up onesie outfit it was a lot Mm -hmm. it was happening so yeah so that's right so that's our story about how we reunited from a a former time. So really, I didn't think about it, but in this pilot episode, there's all these relationship things going on. Like um, Rachel's just ended her you know, engagement. Ross has just ended his marriage. I mean, well, he had it ended for him. Um, and then Monica mm-hmm. is about to embark on a relationship step. She's going out with Paul, the wine guy. It just who sounds so dirty. it's annoying just saying it because of how much they say it, but I, I get it. It's fine. That's his name. I mean, the wine guy may as well be his last yeah. name. It might be his last name. Be. I don't know. It might be. Right. So so she's about to go out with them. You know, she's really hopeful. They have this great time. They're out to dinner in this tragically nineties restaurant. They're connecting. Um, he was cheated on and she's like oh my gosh, you know, my brother just found out his partner had been cheating on him. And, um, you know, how did you get through it? And, and then he kind of, you know, he's like, oh, I, I can't tell you, you know, I'll tell you on our fifth date. And she's like, oh, Paul, there's going to be a fifth date. And then he's like, I haven't been able to perform sexually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're mature. Don't worry about it. It's so creepy when you say it well, like that. Well, it's creepy when you think about what he was getting at because you guys. It's true. He was doing this. She's like, right, I'm here to the rescue because I feel so close and connected. And then she finds out when she tells a girl that she works with about it. The girl she works with is like, oh, yeah, you know, basically recites the exact same line that Paul recited to Monica. So it was mm-hmm. a total pickup line. And nobody cared for it. Yeah. We're not fans of Paul the Wine Guy and his lines. No. Or any men who dish out lines. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just be honest. Just be honest. Be yourself. She was clearly already into him. That's the thing that bothers me. Like, she just would have been interested well, on her own without Well, the she line. was interested, but he, who knows if he would have, like, gotten it on night one. And so he was, like, making sure that that happened. He decided to expedite the process. That's a, That's a real D-bag move. Yeah, not cool. Don't be a Paul. Not Don't be cool. a Paul the wine guy. Don't be a Paul. Not into Paul it. Paul the line guy. Huh? <laughs> oh. Dug real oh, deep for I that one. I'll enjoy that as much as I do. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, right. So <laughs> good. It was good. Don't. Um, so we move on from that, and the next thing that happens is. Ross is moving into an apartment by himself, which look for a lot of people, your first time moving into your own place is exciting, nervous, scary, but his is very sad because, um, well, did, is he moving into a new place or is he just having to get new furniture because his, his ex-wife turned lesbian or, you know, out with, out with her sexual orientation, um, has taken all the furniture. Do we know? I'm pretty sure she got the apartment in the divorce okay. too. Like basically he oh, has to start right. over even that, though she she's got the, the apartment, she, she got the did. TV, she got that. Which I agree. It doesn't really feel fair. It doesn't, but Ross is like classic nice guy. Like he's nice guy to a fault. And so he, you know, he just cares for her and still loves her. And he would like, he's like the kind of guy that would like lay his jacket on the ground so a woman doesn't have to walk in a puddle, you know, like, yeah. so he, which is you know, not the equivalent of giving up your apartment, but you know, you can, you can see where it stems from. So, but at the same time, I think if I were Ross and I was the one who was being left, I think I would prefer to That's leave because of all the memories, kind of the blank yeah. slate, you know, like, I think I would be really depressed staying in the place, like where we were in love and, everything I thought was good. And then the rug was kind of pulled out from under That's me. Right. I think I would just rather kind of like blank slate. It is you know? always harder. So I think this applies to like, look, I'm in a long distance relationship right now. And you know, we've all been, it is always harder being the one that's staying in the thing that's familiar while the other person moves off yes. into new. So you're right. So if he would have been left and been in his apartment that they lived in for however many years together, mm -hmm. like oh that would God. just be so much more difficult because every day you're feeling like you've been left behind. And so it actually really is good that he picked up, moved on new apartment. It's probably super painful, but at least you're ripping the bandaid off all at once. And it's like, yes. okay, well, I, I'm forcing myself to move on because all of this is now new. And so everything has new connotations. Yeah. You don't have to like reassociate everything with hopefully new memories. So you're not That's constantly – I mean, you're already going to be thinking about That's it 24-7. But now it's not like, oh, come over, you know, to the apartment. And now it's, oh, there's this big empty space where Carol used to be. It's like, well, this is all I've ever known in this new place. And and maybe initially it does stand for, it's, it has a sad start, but it also, it stands for independence. So I, I get it. Yeah. I think it's probably best for him. And the guys are like trying to get him to get back out there. He doesn't really feel ready. Which is, which is... So I think, you know, we've talked about this, Renee and I, and we think like it's well-intentioned, maybe misguided because it's too soon. But I think it, I think we find out it's actually maybe not too soon because in true, you know, sitcom fashion, things have to be wrapped up in 30 minutes. So maybe it's not too soon. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the episode, Ross and Rachel are kind of chatting after everyone else has gone to bed and... He kind of puts the vibe out like that he had a yeah. crush on her and like maybe he could ask her out sometime. And he doesn't do it because I think that would be too soon. It would be too – oh, I mean he got left like within the week. Yeah. But like we were talking about 
it's yeah, it's nice to know like you have That's options. Right. That's right. We've all been there where you kind of like you're in the midst of heartbreak, you're not ready to move on, but there are those little moments where you're kind of like okay, I don't I'm not going to sit here and feel alone for years. Like there are other connections to be made. There are, you know, even if it's not a romantic thing like which, cause you know, that might not be healthy, but at least like I can fill this void with friendships and community and support from other people. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. So they're in the apartment. They're trying to convince them to move on. They're building this like crappy furniture. Um, and meanwhile, while Ross is stepping out into independence, Rachel's stepping out into independence. Mm-hmm. Yep. She has gone through the process of telling her dad she doesn't care how much the wedding costs. She didn't want to marry him if he didn't. she didn't love him. And, you know, she's calling Barry and leaving all these messages on his machine like that she's sorry, but she didn't want to go through with it. Okay. And she's like being very like sure in her decision, which is pretty cool to see. And taking responsibility for it. That's right. Um, I think it'd be really easy to blame other people or whatever, but she just knew in her heart, like, this isn't what she wanted, which gotta say, it is always better to run out on a wedding than try to get divorced later. I mean, it's just, it feels messy at the time, but oh my gosh, you're avoiding this. Like, if you don't have to end a marriage, you're going to save yourself a lot of hassle. So should we mention right now that we have a friend who like knew that the timing wasn't right and Mm -hmm. kind of she was unsure of you know how she was supposed to be feeling and there was kind of some um external factors that were you know kind of making them rush through things and she was unsure so the week before her wedding she called it off and like I think that Obviously, there was a lot of hurt, a lot of heartache, a lot of, you know, and not for just between the two of them, like families. And and I'm not going to go into that because that's really personal. And, you know, I'm sure we don't even know the half of it. But like as bridesmaids, Renee and I were, we were really supportive. It's like, look, you knew this wasn't right. This is messy. But like, what a hard decision. And we just supported mm-hmm. her in making it. Yeah. And ultimately, it was the right decision for them. I think so. And I think sh- – I, I mean, you can never know. They're together. They're together now. Yeah. So they made it through and it. Like, and they have two babies. So. Babies. They're fantastic. Like, they're – you know, we think the world of him. Um, obviously, we think the world of her. But who knows what would have happened if she would have rushed into something. There probably would have been resentment. And who knows if they could have come back from that. So – Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely takes bravery. But knowing yourself and making the right decision for you is – is always best. Like you may hurt somebody in the long run, but you're going to hurt them a lot less if you're just honest. Yeah. (laughs) And and so like in this episode too, Rachel could easily be like playing the victim and our friend could have probably done that too, but neither of them did. They were just like, look, I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. I know that this is really, really hurtful, but like I, th- I have to say that this is ultimately the better decision for both of us. And I think that's what makes like you could easily dislike Rachel because it's kind of a, you know, it's not a popular move to do that, but it's like, it shows responsibility. It shows ownership. It shows empathy 
on the part of the character. Mm -hmm. Like she's not a villain. And so it's easy, I think, to like her through that. Yeah. And I think it, it ultimately shows respect for the other person. Like it'd be much more selfish just to marry the person because you didn't want to go through the embarrassment of running out on your wedding. But you know, I mean, I guess it's like the day, the day of the wedding, kind of sucky timing, but you know, better than, or I guess like, like she's not choosing, she's choosing love over financial stability, which yes, I think everybody roots for that too. Don't they? So, yes. So yes. So Rachel, Rachel's there. She, they, the cast is convincing her to cut up her credit cards because, which is a bold move because she doesn't have a job yet. Yeah. She has no, like, we don't know what her bank account looks like. So, like, how is she going to pay Monica rent? Maybe she doesn't need to. I guess Monica didn't have a roommate at that present time. So, who knows mm-hmm. if she had a Craigslist out, ad out and was looking. But, like, <laughs> you mean an ad in the paper? Was Craigslist not a thing in 94? No. Craigslist wasn't a thing until the internet was a big thing. Well, the internet was around in the early 90s. It was around, but you only had five hours of AOL every month. That's true. And it was probably just like, who was using the internet? And then like traders? I don't know. Like who was who I mean, was we, were, we were using it mostly for AIM Instant Messenger. But not in 94. That, that didn't come around until what? Mm, I had it back then. In 1994? Yeah, my grandparents got us a computer for Christmas that year. We and you had, had AIM right away. AOL. Well, AIM came with AOL. Um, my family have always been late adopters of technology. Um, and so we didn't – I think we had a computer so that I could like type up homework assignments and maybe like word processing. But we didn't get like the AOL software disk. Um <laughs> I can't even remember one. And so my first AOL stuff was actually my neighbors had a computer. They got AOL and they they set up. So I was really good friends with my two neighbors. They were sisters and they set up an AIM screen name for me. So I was using was it nice. on their computer. I know. Thinking about too, like the fact that they would let me use some of their, like they could only pay for five hours a week and like giving me some of it. That was very generous of them. Five hours a month. <laughs> a month. I remember getting an hour a month, and my sister got an hour a month, and my parents got the rest. I don't know what they used it for. They probably didn't. There were like three websites out there. I think it was just Space Jam, the Space Jam website. That was it. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so so Rachel's cutting up credit cards with absolutely no. I mean, one can only assume that she must have memorized the credit card numbers because how else is she going to buy food? You know. I don't know. Maybe she's got like a 50 in her wallet. Yeah, and I guess that would have gone pretty far back then. Yeah. Still New York, though. I mean. still That's true. It's still New York. So so she's doing that. She lives there now. Um, and we kind of did already give away the ending. But before Ross kind of tests the waters, um, they're all sitting around the TV and the national anthem is playing. And Monica's like, oh, my gosh. Okay. And so Renee and I were like – we just thought they were watching some sort of <laughs> some sort of America show. I don't know. Television, watching the like C-SPAN. Baseball I, game, perhaps. Until my husband, who is five years older than us, informed me that 
at the end of the night when programming was over and they didn't have all night shows, they played the national anthem to let you know that TV was over for the night. Time to go to bed, I guess. So funny. And so my partner is also five years older than me, four or five years older. Um, And he was telling me the same thing in New Zealand um, because he's a Kiwi guy. But in the US, like that wasn't that long ago. And we did have a lot of channels. I guess there was just like no point in 24-hour broadcasting. In New Zealand, there were three channels. No, there were two channels up until... There were two channels up until maybe around that point in the 90s, a third channel came on the scene, you know, competition. And, um, <laughs> right. and so, and all that. Yeah. And so in the US, apparently at the end of the night, they'd play the show the flag and play the national anthem and turn off TV. Um, in New Zealand, they had a cartoon kiwi bird that would come on <laughs> in a little like Scrooge McDuck night shirt and hat like the floppy little like george dickens victorian england yes um george dickinson dickinson dickens who was that guy's name charles dickens (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who you're talking about it was charles hey charles dickens is a person no that's right i'm laughing because i had it so wrong oh yes it was charles dickens that's who i was going for very oh. Dickensian, as they say. As they say. So anyway, they being, I don't know who literature scholars who, and not me, oh, obviously. No. Anyway, so this little cartoon <laughs> bird comes out in a like a 1920s cap and gown nightshirt, and like hops on out onto the screen and like uses his beak to pull down a little, a little. Um, curtain, like curtain and it's called it was called the goodnight kiwi because he came out and he was like oh good night and then and then tv turned off so i kind of imagine this kiwi with a monocle um, is that on the right track at all i can look it up he might have he might have retired his monocle because he was in his night clothes i guess that's true but i can look into it well if we can find a clip of that we'll put it on our website Yes, that's right. Which tell them what our website is. Our website is bestfriendsclubpodcast.com. That's right. So and conveniently, that's also our Instagram and our Snapchat and our email, except for it's at gmail.com. That's right. So best friends club podcast. Type it in once and then, you know, your web browser will remember it going forward. Um, <laughs> but if if you want to see anything related to this episode. We'll have everything up, including our episode lists on our website, bestfriendsclubpodcast.com. And we'll, you know, link things to our social. And then if you want to write into us um, and tell us your story about your best friend, or if you know us and want to give us feedback, you could always just text us because you probably have our numbers, but you can also write to us. Um, We love to get mail from you. And if it's pertinent, we'll read it out. So you can tell what's happening. I mean, we're going to go in order here, chronological order. So if you have anything for an upcoming episode that you want us to drop in there, just let us know. We'll do it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the pilot pilots are necessary evils. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a lot of times you don't really get a good glimpse of these characters or of the, you know, what's happening. It's really just setting the scene. I really respect like, I'd be really curious to hear from writers 
what they think of pilots. Like, do they love them? Do they hate them? Is it just a necessary evil? Because it does seem like you're boxing yourself in, in a way, but you have to be creative enough to like, let the plot grow, let the characters grow and develop, um, let things spin around. So I'd be really curious. So if you've ever written a pilot, please, you know, write in best friends club podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Um, but I feel like as far as pilots go, this one was fine. They did a good job. It's not painful to go back and watch like some pilots are. At least I don't think so. Yeah. No, I think it's pretty good. I give it like, I'm, I don't know, six and a half out of ten. Oh, that's, that's, um, that's not very generous, but that's okay. That's real to where you feel. Well, I mean, it's a pilot. Yeah, that's true. I guess seven out of ten. No, I mean, you're right. It's not. I, yeah. I guess, okay, if I'm rating it based on the fact that it's a pilot. Yeah, compared to other pilots, it scores higher. Yeah. Seven or eight out of ten. As far as, like, as episodes of Friends go? Like, oh, as far as episodes of Friends go. Yeah, we won't do that. The best that's, is yet to come. It's not very fair. We'll just say that. Yeah, so that's basically the first episode of Friends. The pilot. Not too bad. You got to get through it. I mean, in my opinion, you kind of have to get through the whole first season. It's not my favorite. Maybe it's your favorite. But um, Do you know what? I don't know. I, I think that there's some fun nuggets going, like throwing back to the roots in the first season. So there are some good things in this season. But yes, definitely like very excited to press on. Yeah. So that's it for us. That's Thanks it. Thanks for listening to our very first episode. Come back for our very second episode. Yeah, stick around. <laughs> and we are the Best Friends Club. This is our podcast. I'm Renee and this is Ashley. And we'll see you next time. Bye.